Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Each week, our hosts will be interviewing local, regional, and national business leaders to give you an inside peek into how they lead their business to success in the ever-competitive business climate. Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Ann Bibby. Today, we have a very special guest. Uh, after decades in the corporate world, Anne Bibby opened her Fort Collins, Colorado practice in 2010. She quickly became a highly sought-after intuitive healer, both in her local community as well as across the globe via virtual sessions, <clears throat> workshops, and one-on-one meetings. Anne strives to help people and businesses who are in transition find clarity and insight. She does a great deal of coaching with her clients, assisting them to recognize their path and purpose, whether it be personal healing or using her intuitive business coaching skills to guide and advise those seeking direction in the professional arena. And welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So you have such an interesting background. You do such interesting work. I don't think I many people um, um, know about these the services that you offer, and I think they're so interesting. Like I was telling you, my wife used to do something very similar to, to, to what you do in reading energy and all of that sort of stuff. But before we get into exactly what you do, maybe you could take us back in time a little bit. Tell us about where, about yourself, where you grew up, how you grew up, and what in growing up led you to be an entrepreneur like you are now. Okay. I grew up in, actually in Greeley, Colorado, with the exception of a, about five years. We lived in San Diego as a okay. child, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, which I loved. I loved being out near the water and just, just loved it. We went to school outside. It was great. Mm. So, and then when my parents got divorced, I came back to Colorado, but my, my father owned his own business for years and years and years. And both of my grandfathers also did. So I come from, and my oldest brother. Mm. So I come from a long line of that entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. self-employed, mm-hmm. uh, etc. So I began this journey much, you know, years, years after having been in the corporate world. I was in the corporate world for about 25 years. After I graduated from UNC, actually, mm-hmm. I went out to Southern California and I was hired as a headhunter. And I remember being able to literally match people, a client with a company, and I just saw that Suzy Q belongs at XYZ Company. And Using I, traditional methods and... and you the, know, it's so interesting... Lance is, I, I don't, I just remember being able to see. Interesting. In my mind's eye mm-hmm. that this person, or I'd get a feeling or hear, you know, words that matched individuals with, with companies and knew that they would stay. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's hard to, to describe, but I have a sense of, of seeing, hearing, feeling, and a, and a full body knowing and I'll get flashes of, of information. Well, I just thought everybody else did that. I had, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I really thought everyone did that. And it was easy for me. So I won a ton of sales awards. And my boss loved me. Mm-hmm. Worked me to death. And oh. <laughs> But I was in my 20s, so that was good. Sure. And then I moved on to <coughs> a lot of outside sales. I sold engineering instrumentation. Um, and then was an integral part of a lot of small to medium-sized businesses. And worked, actually did some work for my father's business. And then my ex-husband and I had home care for the elderly. I met him in California. We mm-hmm. were together for 18 years. Um, 
And I just knew I was working with the ombudsman and social services and the families. Mm -hmm. So I knew when people were ready to move on to convalescent, I just had a knowing or when they were going to pass on. Mm-hmm. So these gifts were, and as a child, I had premonitions and precognizant dreams and we didn't really talk about it in the family. My, both my parents knew that I knew things, but they didn't, we just didn't discuss it back then. Is there, is there like one specific example that maybe you could point to where it, that kind of solidified it for you as a child? where you had a dream or a vision or that feeling and you were, I mean, now once you figured it out later in life, you were like, oh, that's. Well, yeah, actually, you know, now that you mentioned that as a, as a kid, I really thought that it was bizarre. I would be in the middle of adults having conversations, family Mm -hmm. gatherings, and would kind of know what someone was going to say. Interesting. Or they, you know, my feeling was, why are they telling me this? But they weren't really telling me this. Hmm. This probably isn't for a child to hear. Mm-hmm. Call it, I don't know, mind reading. I don't have any idea. Yep. I didn't know what that was. I just, you know, and I never considered it to be strange and I just didn't talk about it. My brother, I told I told one of my brothers and he, he didn't want to hear it. And then I didn't always have pleasant dreams. Okay. My dad wasn't doing so well after my mother left and I remember having a very distinct dream with his picture on the front page of a paper oh no and yeah not yeah knowing just knowing that something wasn't right and sure enough and I was 13 mm-hmm. so and I saw guides you know the imaginary friends or, or whatever oh, that you okay. have I would see Jesus I, I didn't know who that was until I was much older right and then it finally clicked yeah it clicked I was like well, I, he hangs out everybody's dinner table he's in the car you know he's friends with everybody i did not i honestly didn't know mm-hmm. had no clue just a lot of light felt protected was very happy as a kid yeah did it did it was there any adverse things you know like uh did it scare away friends or anything like that or was it or was it did you keep it so close to the vest that it never really i really kept it really close to the vest mm-hmm. i did i do recollect being uh, the person that people came to for advice, the person that people came to for questions all through middle school, high school, forever. Strangers? Strangers, too, would come up to me. Little kids would stare at me. Just really, really different things that I now know. Yeah. But I didn't at the time. And my father was uh, Mormon. Okay. And my mother Catholic. Mm-hmm. So. Very strict. Oil and water. <laughs> yeah. And, and very different. And my dad's very accepting. My mother, my mom, she passed away a long, long time ago before I opened my practice. So she'd probably be fine. She was intuitive. Mm -hmm. She had the eyes in the back of the head. And my dad's very, very psychic. So. Okay. So So he's inherited. Okay. Yeah. That sort of thing. Sure. I do. So dad, grandpa, what kind of businesses did they, did they own? And then, and then what did you like about seeing that? I mean, was there something that compelled you to entrepreneurship through them? Was it flexibility or just them being able to kind of do what really drove them? I feel like it was the, the freedom, the, the freedom of, of having your own schedule, building your own world the way in which you want to, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, a, gr- a great gift we have. In Absolutely. America, yep. For sure. Um, my father's father owned a He and his brother had a trucking company, Bibby Trucking. Uh, years and years and years ago. So agriculture, okay. I used to play out at the pasture and mm-hmm. and my grandpa was gone, you know, for long periods of time. He uh, carried livestock. Uh, and 
my mother's dad was a CPA. Okay. And she did work for him as well, and so did I. And then my father, he has his master's degree in physics, so he did teach school, but I think he had trouble with the middle school age of children Mm -hmm. and went into his own business, selling one-right systems, those checking, you know, ledger mm-hmm. cards, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And then he worked a lot with the medical and the dental field mm-hmm. as they became forms and worked with the HIPAA laws, et cetera. Yeah. So he had that for years and years and sold it, I don't know, about 20 years ago probably. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you, you nailed it on the head. A lot of us really go into what we do. It's a passion thing and it's a freedom thing. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're really blessed in this com- country to still be able to do it. Um, hopefully that continues. We'll see. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, um, but on that line of freedom, tell us about when you went from the corporate world to what you do now. How did that transition happen? Because I feel like that could be, uh, had to have been a freeing thing as well. I mean, you it really, really were... it, it was absolutely. And, you know, I was doing some substitute teaching. I was, you know, knowing that things were just not where I was going to be. And my mother passed away. And it was about, I think a year after that, my sister asked me if, she, if I wanted to go do a tarot card reading. And I was like, what is that? Oh, you'd never even. See, I didn't it's so know. interesting to me that you, it was, it's <laughs> such did. an organic, ver, it's such an organic way of you getting into it, it seems like. It was. You know? It was. I was very led. And I, and I thoroughly believe in divine timing. Every mm-hmm. facet of that path has to be ready for you. Absolutely. In ways that you're ready for it. So I was, you know, late bloomer in that regard. I was 40 uh, when she passed away. And we did the tarot card reading, and my sister kept wanting to go back. And I really wasn't even paying attention. Like because dur- I literally, during, it, during it. Yeah, I wasn't. And I could literally figure out what, you know, when my sister asked a question. You already knew. I kind of already knew, yeah. And I didn't know anything about cards. Yeah. So I was just messing around with her cats because she had her, her business in her home. It bored you. It bored me. <laughs> It kind of bored me. I was like, whatever, yeah. what, whatever this means. Yeah. And then she mentioned Reiki classes, mm. thought I would be very good at, uh, as a Reiki practitioner. And so I took her classes back to back actually, and went through that training and also did some cranial sacral therapy training as, you know, as well. It did a lot of meditating, walked with my dog and that my dog literally knew that I was getting downloaded, you know, I had a lot of information coming, you know, through me, to me, whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on my walks, because I couldn't really sit still to meditate, and mm-hmm. I don't want to be out of body that well, you know, it's just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, you got to come back here. Right. So, um, I remember knowing that I could kind of probably tap into people's houses oh. as we were walking by, and then I thought, oh, whoa, that's just kind of, what was, what was, was it? so when, when the, when the, when you started taking the Reiki classes, and that instructor started working with you and teaching you. Mm-hmm. What did what was some instant feedback? I mean, were they kind of did they know right away? She did, but she didn't tell me. Okay. She did, but she didn't tell me. Um, and I could tell in the in the cards that she did do for me in terms of readings, and while on the table, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then I would start seeing things for people when we were practicing, other students, mm-hmm. and I just I, I knew. I knew what I knew, but I didn't know how I knew it, quite oh, truthfully. Okay. And so that was very, um, still very, I was very playful about it. It wasn't, I didn't take it super seriously. Yeah. I just really didn't. I thought, eh, well, 
And someone would give me a name of a person and I could easily tap into that energy field and they'd start asking me questions and it just kind of took on a life of its own. (laughs) And then I decided to hang a shingle, run an office. Was there anything at the corporations though that you were working for that really pushed you over the edge or was it, or what, or was it you, there was none of that and it was just, you were led? I was just literally led, Lance. I was literally led because it didn't ever dawn on me until after I started doing this work professionally that I had that gift how did you in start, my previous position. And how did you start doing it professionally? How did you get your first clients? How did all that work? That actually was through, I would say 95% of everything was word of mouth. Word of mouth. And I did meet one Do you one get led person. to clients? Does the I, universe work that way for uh, you? It does. Absolutely. Or okay. they get led to me, actually. You know, when... when when you're in need, the, the teacher shows up kind of thing. You know, people, it's, it's, it's interesting. There's uh-huh. so much going on on a larger plane than we realize. Right. That's not in the ego mind. Yeah. So much going on. So I literally was led. I was literally led. And clients, I met um, a gal that I did EMDR with. And what, what is that? EMDR? EMDR is eye movement, desensification, and reprocessing, mm-hmm. where they... You know, they do it in different forms. Um, and she was, they take you, they target things from your past, and it's, it's, a, it's a healing modality. And she, she actually was very intuitive, and she said, did you know you're psychic? And I was like, what, whatever. Once again, just me. <laughs> whatever. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. I guess so. It's like a tall person who doesn't so, want to play basketball. Exactly. They're like, well, well that, yeah, I can yeah, dunk that's it. Me. But. That's me too. Yeah. <laughs> Never wanted to play and I'm 12 feet tall. So yeah, she, and then she started sending me her clients mm-hmm. and it was like a conveyor belt. She'd stir up the energy. I would, I would move it. And I'll, you know, I would get everything from, you know, that can be thought forms, beliefs, trauma, shock, anxiety, depression. And it turned very, you know, shamanic pretty quickly for me Mm because I work pretty fast Mm because I can go to that place pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. So I worked with her. She sent me a lot of people. And then another really well-known physical therapist in the area. She found my card. I went to two networking meetings and I was like, I can't. Now, this is is still California or this is? This is Colorado. Okay. I moved back here when my mother was diagnosed with cancer. Okay. And so I started my practice in 2010. Mm -hmm. And she passed away. At the end of, it was 2006, essentially, end of 05, but I was taking classes. I came onto this path at the beginning of 2007. Yeah. How do you deal with the burden of, you know, people and their problems and knowing and seeing how what you can see? Is there a burden or is it, or is it not a burden to you because it's, um, like, is there any negative? That's, that's a really good question because in the beginning you have to really learn those boundaries and not take in their energy and personalize it. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I, I don't. Okay. And thank God I really never did. Yeah. Um, but I used to maybe worry more okay. or probably become more involved than I certainly than I do now. You have to learn how to, but I had a lot of work done. I had a lot of clearings done on myself mm. by tapping into, you know, practitioners that I saw along the way mm-hmm. If you don't do the work, then it's, you know, in, in the beginning, I had a lot of issues around my relationship with my mother. So every client I had had the same mom <coughs> I did. Of course they did. Oh, with a so different name. interesting. Or a lot of women had the same ex-husband. 
Huh. Or soon to be ex-husband. Wow. That I did. And I was like, I always thought that was so strange. Well, it was me working my stuff while helping others. With wow. the energy pieces, with business pieces, with relationships, I attract people that are in major transitions. Mm-hmm. Whether they're moving, you know, opening their practice, helping them navigate. I've sat in on board meetings and tapped into a list of names. This person's getting ready. To, here's your cog in the wheel. It's so interesting. This person's getting ready to leave. It's so interesting that you're here right now at this date because after the podcast, there's a transition I, ho- I hope to ask you about. And maybe we can talk about be, and that. And the sure. fact that you're here this week is really interesting to me um, because I'm, I believe in I, what I call it is the woo woo. I just that's my way of <laughs> describing the energy in the universe, uh, the universe, God, all, all of those kind of things mm-hmm. um, being right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, thank you for the for the kind of the brief history about where you where you go. So maybe we can jump into now if tell us what intuitive healing is and then how you use it for businesses and business leaders. Sure. Sure. Intuitive healing is, like I said, I was, uh, attuned to Reiki. So it started out as Reiki, but and just for everybody who doesn't know what Reiki is, what is Reiki? Reiki is a Japanese form of energy work. Um, started by Makao Usui. It's Japanese. So a lot of it's on the Hawaiian islands. Mm -hmm. It was taken to Hawaii from Japan. (coughs) Uh, and it's literally God consciousness, whatever the face of God looks like to you. You're guided through that. So it's, it it can't harm people above the body on the body working technically with the chakra system, but I go a lot further than that. And there's energetic frequencies that we have in the body when it, when there's anxiety or when there's trauma or shock that's lying in the subconscious mind that we don't remember. We don't remember what happened when we were two or three or in the womb or all of these things. Contracts and agreements we've made that maybe aren't necessary anymore with a person or with a, with a you know, your work or, or whatever. And all of that will light up in different colors, different, I hear things, I'll get words. Um, it's, it comes very fast and it's all, of course, very cryptic. You don't get full-on sentences for the most part. And moving that energy. Mm-hmm. And making sure that, you know, you're, you've got yourself grounded and yourself protected and the whole, you know, et cetera, and just helping to remove those. And there, it's layer after layer after layer. Sure. So it's not usually a one and done. Yeah. People will purchase packages or they'll, you know, it's a long-term thing if you want to do the work. Okay. That's the energetic pieces. The intuitive pieces for, for business are just like when I was a headhunter. Okay. Very similar. I'll get a name or I'll get, um, yeah, or a list of names. And oftentimes I can, I was working in the Tahoe area for a long time. And before I even went out to one of my appointments, I knew who the two people were that she was having trouble with. Mm-hmm. And then I was looking, I do face reading as well. And as soon as I saw them, I was looking for specific things on their face mm-hmm. and found it. So it was validating. Sure. And so, you know, whether people are hiring, firing, purchasing buildings, uh, hire, you know, whatever, opening practices of some kind. I've worked with, you know, stem cell industry, realtors, et cetera. Paint the picture for us then. If somebody contacts you and they say, I'm, I'm, I need help with my business and I'm a business leader mm-hmm. and I'm coming to you for intuitive healing, 
you know, services or even intuitive. I'd see you got intuitive business coaching mm-hmm. listed. What is mm-hmm. that? How does that work? What is a scenario like typically? It can oh. be over the phone. It can be via Zoom. I can go on location because there's also things in buildings that I'll, and it, I don't have to be there, mm-hmm. but some people prefer that. And they did prefer that a lot more. But since COVID, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where you are. And I will ask, you know, questions so that I'm not just tapping into random energy and off topic. Off well, yeah, task. that's what I was going to ask is yeah. they, do they, do they come to you with, well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've experienced almost anything, but like typically are people coming to you and saying, look, this is what I want to do or, and here's my problem. Help mm-hmm. me out. Mm-hmm. Or do they come in just cold calling with nothing and then you got to draw it out of them or all of the above? Both. Okay. Both. But I do, I do prefer that someone has an intention or has a question or two so that I can go to that specifically in that hour or in that half hour or whatever, rather than just, you know, you've got a pretty aura or you know, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. So I do prefer questions. And then sometimes I'll ask names or ages or, and there's, you know, situations where people are wanting to build their business or start their own, you know, practice of some kind and can't figure out how to get out of their day job mm. or you know big transitions where yeah. they're really taking a huge leap of faith a lot of the time or moving their whole family to dot 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 state how mm-hmm. does that look for me or you know sometimes getting married having kids it just depends do you have people not take your advice do you have people that regret it later or is your success rate such that maybe that's only a very few minute people I'm just wondering about like the people are taking a leap of faith in a sense, mm-hmm. right? When they're with you, because mm-hmm. you're taking, you, you know, so talk about that a little bit. Like they are. And I would say that a lot of things do happen that I see a lot. Timing is not always, I think it's a, it's more difficult for intuitives. Oh, sure. With these times, because people are manifesting faster and they're able to change outcomes, you know, quicker. The veils are thinner. Times are different. Mm-hmm. Um, people have a knowing that they didn't used to have. It like it, like you so. mean you mean this next this generation? Uh-huh. Why? Because mm-hmm. that was one question I was going to ask you too. Is not, not only about this generation, but how it pertains to. I don't have my phone on me, but if I did, that interface. What has that done? Is that is that been a positive for the way people are right now? Do you think or negative? It's positive. I mean, you you're always going to have you know. Half the population, maybe, well, maybe not even half, that are really conscious, conscious, mm-hmm. aware, and really seeing truth. And then there's there's still some sleepers. And I feel like during you know these times, we're kind of separating that out. Yeah. From a bigger picture. Really. It's a very spiritual kind of back you, to the old polarity of dark you, and light. Yeah. Do you see an awakening coming? I do. Okay. I do. Absolutely. And I think it's already started. And yeah, it's going to be interesting. It will be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was hoping mm-hmm. you would say that for mm-hmm. sure. Tell how about, um, how do you help people during hiring and that hiring, firing and just personnel issues? You know, if like, if a business owner comes to you and they say, look, this one person mm-hmm. is, we cannot figure out how to give them the tools to succeed, they're really good at these one things, but this one thing is really making it difficult. Yeah, I've had I've had a lot of those questions within the in the real estate uh, 
pieces, sometimes, you know, sliding them into a different position. Mm-hmm. You know, some people, for example, might be of the earth element, for example, and someone throws them in marketing. That ain't going to work. So what motivates people? Not what they're doing wrong. What motivates them? Mm. That's a good way of thinking about it. And I like that. And if they're really trying to pull the wool over their boss's eyes, then I, I literally will tell that person. Right. This, this isn't a match. It's just mm-hmm. not a match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A harsh reality, but man, I, I mean, sometimes I feel like you probably, if, if I put my, like if I just pretended that we were having that conversation for real about a specific person, right, is mm-hmm. that maybe you're, pushing people over the fence and they need to a little bit of just a little bit of a nudge that they, sort of a confirmation. Absolutely. Well, I think so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Validation, clarity. Sometimes if you go this way, this is what I see. If you go that way, this is what I see. And I'm not emotionally involved with any of these people. So it doesn't, right. it doesn't, I just see what I see. I get what I get. And yeah. I tell you, I'm very direct. I don't, I'm not unicorns and fairy dust. Cause that's not all that's out there by any means. People, you know, and I'll get, you know, certain energies behind the eyes. I can see if someone is, you know, sociopathic or if there's a lot of narcissism going on, uh, a lot of, you know, if they're hiding things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird how I can tap into the subconscious mind of somebody just from a name. Yeah. Interesting. Very, so super interesting. Uh, how, so business wise, I mean, I like that you are kind of. You're not emotionally attached to them because that then therefore this can be a business for you, right? Absolutely. So how is, what has it been like during the COVID era? A surge, a decline, more people? I feel like so many people are looking for answers. Maybe it's mm-hmm. probably more. Well, they're all right now. To me, 2021 is just hindsight 2020. And during the COVID, mm-hmm. for, I knew in 2019 something was coming. I, I just felt this giant wave of dark, heavy, thick, and I kept hearing everybody needs to go sit down, like don't move. And I was Interesting. Like, what does that mean? Go now, sit when, when down. you so when you hear that, that, go sit down in your house. Yeah, but what, I didn't know what it meant. When you when you when when you say you hear that, do you mean it literally, or do you mean it in your own way of that you hear it and it's harder to describe? Well, I literally do, but I you know you think that's in your head sort sometimes. I at this point I don't. I mean I know what's real and what isn't. I knew something was around the corner, mm. so I immediately was led to do more remote sessions. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, since have gotten out of my office and most of my regulars are on the West Coast, East Coast, they're all over. Yeah. But I did know something. Yeah. And I kept trying. I was like, everybody, you guys need to sit with your stuff. Things are coming up and they're, you're going to have ample time to whatever, but start now. I'm having such a great year. I was like, hide and watch. Something's, something's hide and watch. Something's coming. Interesting. I feel it. I yeah. Just I just knew it. So I was being led appropriately in terms of the remote pieces. What What about now? And moving moving ahead. I mean, are you feeling more light coming in, or more dark, or sort of neither? Both. Okay. Both. We have, you know, and we're, the world itself is in a Pluto return until 2024, and we're going into a Pluto retrograde. Pluto is the, you know, the planet of Scorpio, which is all about life, death, transformation. That is a, that is a number I have heard over and over again, uh-huh. depending on what circles you run it. Yeah. 2024. 2024. And 
but there's, you know, a lot that will happen even, even this year, but it's a double yin year. So it's soft and quiet and it appears mm. one way we're building up for, for something's got to Something. give. A transition. Something's got to give. Yeah. Yeah. We can't, it, things are just <laughs> interesting. Yeah. And I do see a separation of, there's a lot of darkness. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of darkness and it's being exposed. It's being shown. It's being seen. Truth will come out. Yeah. Slowly and and I mean this in a collective way, and it's it's to wake people up. It's to what you know, and what to be grateful for. We don't want to lose that. Yeah. Ever. Right. Not ever. Yeah. So, but I can feel that. I can feel the the building of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And twenty twenty two looks to me pretty interesting. It's so interesting that you said it's a so this quiet soft place we're at right now it really is mm-hmm. right and that it's mm-hmm. it's i think it's more of a it's something's trying to lull us to just be comfortable with it yeah yeah to and, and to not let us know yeah well that isn't gonna work mm-hmm. for a lot of people right myself included <laughs> well there's too many people that think right there are well, there yeah, are. I mean, I and there's I, I don't mean that in a bad way either i mean there are a lot of people that and think. if you keep instilling fear in people and repeating the same thing over and over and over it sinks in for some people some people you know where was your foundation when you were a kid kind of mm-hmm. yeah there's some some of us are just naturally fearless and i think it's hard you're not going to convince those people right no and all. I don't even, I wouldn't even try. Right. I mean, I, ha- I have with a few people that, you know, that just don't understand what's, sure. what's going on. Yeah. Sure, sure. Um, one, one last question that I'd like to ask everybody, because um, we're running up on a half hour here already. This is fantastic. I really, and I'm excited for kind of after the podcast sure. more than anything. Sure. <laughs> sure. Especially knowing that I, you can you can write things down and then you'll react to them. That is amazing to me. Um, knowing what you know now though, and if you could go back in time to 2010, before you started your business, what is one thing, what is one piece of advice you would give yourself? From, from 2010? Yeah. Knowing. Listen to your intuition. Mm. Listen, 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 listen. I mean, I, I, I believe that we're not always supposed to, or we wouldn't have the lessons and we wouldn't have, you know, the life experiences that we need to have to grow. But, man, that first hit is always it. Yep. Yep. You're, our bodies know. They do. It's our heads that talk us in and out of things. Yes, absolutely. We go up in here and we go, well, maybe it meant that. Well, maybe it was this or maybe... It, and I did that for a long time. Too long. So I would, you know, would have saved myself a lot of frustration. Sure. Maybe some years. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Everything happens for a reason. It does. So, yeah. Absolutely. I'm a true believer yeah. in that. And this has been fantastic. I hope people watch this, listen to this. They want to reach out to you, that they're they're led to you because of this. Um, where can people find and follow you if they want to get in touch with you about your services? My website is my name, www.annbibbyannbibbey.com. And then I have in this and Bibby Intuitive Healer on Facebook. Um, so those are probably the two main. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really Thank appreciate you. your time. Thank you for having me. Yes. Oh.